Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Shem, we'll be learning Daf Ayin Hay in Maseches Kiddushin. Uh, we have a big task today. We're starting 20 lines up from the bottom of Ayin Dalad and Bez. El Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Bar Avuha. We are doing, we are explaining explanation of the Mishnah. There was a Mishnah, an Ayin Dalad of an Aleph. And by the way, I'm going to miss you guys terribly. I want to wish everybody a big Mazel Tov for finishing Seder Nashim almost. I... I'm going away for a week to Israel. That's about as much as I could say. And God willing, we'll be able to resume. Uh, there's a big Motzi Shabbos thing going on over here in Passaic. In Passaic. I'm going to Passaic after that, actually. Oh, and then there's a Motzi Shabbos Siyam. Um I might be in, be in Passaic. Let's see if I can get back for the Siyam. Okay, be that as it may, uh, we resume the following week uh, with Bavakama. But I've said too much. Let's let's go over here with the Mishnah, and let's do all of our learning. And the reason for the trip is to be mechazek all of Klal Yisrael, and we all have siyata d'shmaya. And uh, I don't know. We wish health and success and Yeshua's for all of Klal Yisrael. Okay. Sekola Surin Lava Bakal Mutarin Lava Zebaze. The Mishnah had made a big, wide, sweeping statement that anybody who is usher. Right, Lava Bakal, as we've already discussed, who can't marry a Jew, well, those people could all marry each other. And Rabbi Huda uh, says, no, they can't marry each other. Well, this is, and the Rabbi Leazar said, well, Vadai, Vadai, and Suffolk, Suffolk. And the issue was that this Mishnah flies in the face of our very first Mishnah of Asari Yuchsin. It's not really true that anybody whose mutter, uh, whose Asar Lava Bakal can marry each other, That's, it's just not really clear at all. What that, what our Mishnah is talking about. So, when we get to 20 lines up from the bottom, Oh, okay. The, the whole topic, the whole machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda, again, Tanakama and the Mishnah says that if you're Aser, love Bakal, you can marry each other. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you can't. So, what is it talking about? Well, the difference is a very localized machlokas, right? It's a, uh, it's a mamzer me'achoso. Okay, so here's the deal. We, you know, we know what a mamzer is. A mamzer is a person who's born out of an illicit union that is born out of an iser kares or worse. But there's a mamzer and there's a mamzer, as Rashi points out. Um, a mamzer me'achoso, it's the last skinny line down there, is krisus. There's an iser kares. And we know this already because we learned Masechas Yevamos. So we know that a person who is Baal Achoso, that is an Iser Kares, right? It's an Iser Midor Raisa, and the punishment is Kares. That's, that's an awful, obviously, thing. But there's another thing, Umamzer Me'eshes Ish. If a person uh, commits adultery with an Eshes Ish, Shalom, so that is not an Iser Kares, that's an Iser Misas Bezdin, right? That, right, you get killed for. Not Midei Shemaim, Midei Adam. They're going to take you to court and get you killed. So, Ikabe Nayu. That's the difference. Why is that a difference? Well, as follows. Because Tanakama Savar Filo Mamzer Mechoso Nami Havi Mamzer. That's the localized Machlokas, right? And we've seen this Machlokas already in Yevamas Daf Memtes, right? When we were learning Yevamas, we said, some say that if you have, uh, that the only way that the child has the status of a Mamzer is, is, is if the illicit union is one that would give you a punishment of Misas based in. And some say that, uh, uh, that even if it is an Isser Kares, right? Remember we talked about the different gradations, right? The different uh, Isurim 
different levels of Isser Midoraisa of the Arayos. So again, the Tanakama holds that even if your mamzer Machoso, you're going to be a mamzer. In other words, even though it's just, so to speak, an Isser Kares, that is still, even though it's not a Misa's Beisdin, it's still classified as a mamzer. Whereas, and therefore, right, uh, that means that in the first case, that they're allowed to marry each other because they're already their usher. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Me'eshis Ish, Hevi Mamzer, Ma'achos, Allah, Mamzer. Right? That if a child is born out of an adulterous relationship, he's considered Mamzer because that is an Isser Misas Beisdin. Whereas if he comes out of an uh, right, incestuous relationship, that's only an Isser Kares, and therefore there, he's not considered a Mamzer. And so one cannot marry the other. In other words, Therefore, the corollary would stand to, would be uh, obvious, right? In other words, a mamzer is allowed to marry a mamzer, right? A, uh, a, a mamzer is not allowed to marry an Israel, right? Because we say lo yava bakal. So again, the Tanakama would say, let's say you have a whole bunch of mamzerim in a room, and some of them were born out of adultery, and some of them were born out of incest. So if you hold that they're all mamzerim, so then you hold that they can all marry each other. And if you hold that only the ones that are born out of Mises Beis and Mamzerim, then they cannot marry each other. Because the ones that are born out of incest can't marry the ones that are born out of adultery. That's what Rav Nachman wants to say, right, in the name, uh, in the name of Rabbi Barbua, is what our mission is talking about. So Gemara says, My Kamash Malan. Wait a minute. And what are we, why are you teaching us that? Because if that's really the Pshat, then we already learned it in Yuvamis Mentes. We're already veterans of this, Barry. Because Tanina, we learned in that Mishnah, Yivamus Memtes, Ezu Mamzer, Kolshu Belo Yovo. Right? Divi Rabbi Akiva. This was the three of Machlokas, right? We said already, the Rabbi Akiva held, and this is already something we were beating this uh, horse, dead horse. Uh, we know Rabbi Akiva holds anybody who, where it says it's an illicit relationship of any kind, Rabbi Akiva is going to say the resultant child is a Mamzer. Shimonatemani Omer, Kolshu Chayvalov, Karis Bideshemai, Valacha Kizvarov. Right, any child born out of uh, what we said in Isser Kares, right, and the Brisa in the Mishnah rather um, already says that that is the halacha. In other words, the halacha is like Shemun Teimani that if it's an Isser Kares or worse, he's a Mazer. And Rabbi Shua, Amar Kol Shachayv Alav Misas Bezdin. Rabbi Shua, whose halacha is not like right, is going to be right, like Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah, where he's going to say that only if there's a Misas Bezdin, only then there's going to be a Mazer. So we have. Rabbi, our mission is reflecting, right, the Tanakama is Shimon Atimani, and Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbi Yeshua, right? It's a machlokas, Kares versus Mises Bezdin, which one creates a mamzer, and our mission leaves that Rabbi Akiva. But be that as it may, this is already a old machlokas. What is our mission teaching us at all, if that's Rav Nachman's explanation? So based off of the fact that that would make our mission redundant, this is already old hawk, so our Gemara rejects Rav Nachman and says no, it here we go. This is going to be the, what our mission teaches us. Andrew, who's going to come and explain to us what our, in the world our mission is talking about? Rava. Ela'ama. Rava. Ger Amoni Mo'avi Nayu. We're talking about the Ger Amoni Mo'avi. These are the people that are the topic of our Mishnah. When we talk about who can marry each other, we're talking about the Ger, the Amoni, and the Mo'avi. What's, what's the deal with them? Right? The Mishnah is saying like this. It's when it says, right, everybody who's usher, it means people who are usher lovable kalu. My nihu, who is our Mishnah including beyond already the ones mentioned in the beginning of Asari Yuchsin, 
the Ger, Amoni, and Mahavi. What's their deal? Mutar and Lovazebazet. They are the ones that are allowed to marry each other. Okay. Okay, so Ger, right, a convert, and the people of the nation of Amon Moab, right, well, a convert from the nation of Amon Moab, not three different types of people, it's two different kinds of people, basically one kind of person. Um, Ammonite and Moabite converts. Does anybody remember what the deal is with them? Well, the men were not supposed to, you weren't supposed to marry the men, but you were allowed to marry the women. Remember that? Remember Rus, Andrew? So Rus, Hamoaviyah, was a woman. There was a controversy, right? The men were uh, forbidden, right? The men, no, were, weren't, you can't touch them, them and uh, they were also love Bakal. And it was not good on your shidduch resume, as it is, there's a shidduch crisis if you're Rus, and you're Moaviyah. And like, that's kind of like a, a, a stain on your resume on top of it. But technically, you were mutter lovable So the question is, Iachi, my Rabbi Yehuda Oser. What does it mean that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't let Ammonite and Moabite converts marry each other? What's going on? Asks the Gemara. Uh, after all, right, they're not supposed to be Bavakal. So the Gemara says, Hachi Kama. Let's now, in that context, explain the mission as follows. Afapish Rabbi Yehuda Oser Gerbimam Zeres, right? Even though Rabbi Huda says that certainly a ger can't marry Mamzeris, which is in itself, right, we already said, we saw that that was a controversial uh, issue, that that was a machlokas, but be that as it may, we already said that Rabbi Huda holds that when, it, when someone's a ger, they're a full-fledged Jew, and certainly like a full-fledged Jew does not marry Mamzer. So what our mission is teaching us <coughs> is that that's only true of a Mamzer that's already love of Bakal. Get it? In other words, there is a convert. We treat converts like Jews, because they are. And there's a machlokas, right? Um, whether there's some sort of compromise where they can marry somebody of compromised lineage. But certainly a convert from the nations of Ammon and Moab, so that's already spelled out explicitly, right? We said that, that that's a stain that lasts a little bit. And they, right, are not allowed to love a bakal. Okay, so that's all... That, so, that's what, so that's what that is referring to. Now, Tana Rabbanon. We learned in the Brisa, five lines up. Right? So, wait a minute. With regards to the topic of these um, converts from nations where we already have, right, uh, warnings, you're not allowed to marry them, right? So, that, so these are the nations that, we, that fall into that category, right? Amon Moab, we know, the men. Right, and then Mitzri of Edomi, we already talked about, right, three generations, men and women. Okay, so let's say you have a legal man, where cohabiting with this person is considered an actual thing. Okay, so if it was Amon, Moab, Mitzri Edomi, or another uh, or Akusi, who we were going to talk about, which are, right, disingenuous converts, Vinasin, right, the Nasinim was we discussed, and Chalal Amamzer. And there, there's some Jews, right, the Chalal is the uh, corrupt the the Kohen, where he was born out of an illicit Kohen union, and the Mamzer we, we discussed at great length. So, all of these right nine year old boys plus right, where cohabiting with them is a real thing, and they're from any of these situations. If they cohabit with a regular right uh, single uh, girl right of unblemished lineage, pasluha. 
they are going to, when I say a single girl, I'm talking about a Bas Kohen, right? Bas Kohen is what she says, Pasluha. See that last Rashi, uh, second to last Rashi, rather, the penultimate Rashi, Le Kohenis Mina Truma. So if you were a regular Jew, you can't marry a Kohen again. If you were a Bas Kohen, you can no longer eat Truma. If you what? If you're with any one of these legal men that you're usher to be with, okay? All right, so again, Kusi, Nasin, Chalal, Mamzer, Ger, Amoni, Mavi, Mitzvah, and Adomi. Okay, so that is going to puzzle her. The Cholsha Ains are a puzzle, ain't a puzzle, right? But if you're in it, so, so we took all the categories where your Zerah would be puzzle, and that's puzzle, and, and, and again, it, if, and the point of the, right, Brysa is that if it makes uh, puzzle offspring, it will indeed puzzle the woman that is cohabiting with the said man, okay? She is going to be usher to eat Truma or to marry Cohen, okay? But if the resultant Zerah, right, if a, if a child born out of such a union would not be puzzle, so then, it is not going to puzzle the woman. Okay, that is the Tanakama. Whereas Rabbi Shimon Leolom, as we arrive at Ayin Hayim with Aleph, let's go. It's only five forty-two. We got so much time, Andrew. Kol So, right, anyone whose daughter, right, you're allowed to marry, you can also marry his widow. So, what's the litmus test? If you can't marry the, the daughter, you can't marry the widow. Wait a minute. Isn't that saying the same thing as Rabiosi in different words? Right? Wait a minute. The, the Tanakama, so now we're going to pick apart this, this Brysa. There's a Tanakama that says that if you have, uh, that, right, that be, have it, cohabiting with this woman makes her puzzle. Rabiosi says it has to do with whether the offspring gets puzzled. And Right, and then Rab Shimon Mingamliel says, "Well, if marrying the daughter is going to is going to, right? If you can marry the daughter, you can marry the mother. If you can't marry the daughter, you can't marry the mother. Aren't these all like three ways of saying kind of the same thing? That again, if you're if, <laughs> the point is that you're talking about lineages that could puzzle up the subsequent generations, and that makes the person who." He's cohabiting with the woman. He makes the woman he's cohabiting with us, sir. It sounds like three ways of saying the same thing. So now the Gemara is going to pick it apart, explain the subtle differences between the Tanakama, Rabiosi, and Roshim Gamaliel as follows. Says the Gemara. Ma'ikim and Tanakama ben Rabiosi. What's the difference between Tanakama and Rabiosi? So again, it's Tanakama, Rabiosi, and Roshim Gamaliel. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Mitzvah Shani now. The difference is as follows. If you have a second generation convert, right? So there you go. According to the Tanakama, Second generation convert is going to disqualify the woman from Kahuna and she's not going to be able to allow to eat Truma. Court it doesn't. Why? Because by the third generation, right, the Zara is already kosher. Okay, so Rabiosi is going to say only that which elicit, only that, right, which is going to generate a puzzle offspring is going to make the woman puzzle. So it's true, he's a second generation Mitzri, he's not supposed to marry her, but she's not going to be puzzle to Kahuna and she's still going to be able to eat a Truma if she's a Baskoin, so long as the offspring, which by definition is a third generation, is kosher. So that would be Machlokas, because that's not true according to Tanakama. According to Tanakama, the union is puzzle and therefore the, she is going to be puzzle. That is the Machlokas, Tanakama, and Rabiosi. Okay. Now, Ushneim, Lolam Dua, Elamikoin, Gadol Be'amana. What was the basis of the dispute? Uh, it's one of those things, Barry, where they had the same source, but learned the source differently. What's the source? Coin Gadol Belmana. Can a coin Gadol marry an Almana? No. We know that, right? And what is the halacha? 
Well, it disqualifies her from the kahuna, right? Says that's the Tanakama's version. Why the Tanakama saw her kikoin gadol be'amana? What's the comparison to kikoin gadol be'amana? Ma kikoin gadol be'amana should be also be'averu posel ba. We know that the halacha is that when a kohen gadol marries, so to speak, or is uh, cohabits with an almana, which is something that's usher to do, that is an avera, and it makes her puzzle. That we know. So every, therefore, every case where there's a psul, not even in a kohen gadol almana, but any one of these puzzle people, we have a paradigm. What's the paradigm? When the bia is usher, the woman gets puzzle. So afkol should be also avera puzzel. Right, just like when the bia is puzzle, uh, is aser in the case of kohen gadol amana, and the woman becomes puzzle the kahuna, so too, any time there's an illicit relation, the woman becomes puzzle. Good. That is the Tanakama's source, and therefore it doesn't have to do with the offspring. It has to do with what? The avera. If you did, an, if you did a cohabited avera, you're going to get puzzle. That makes sense. It's straightforward. <coughs> Aha. So, what does Rebiosi say? Why does he say that you're only going to get puzzle if you produce a puzzle child? Says the Gemara, Rebiosi, Savarki Kohen Gadol Ba'amana. Also, the source is Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, but he looks at Kohen Gadol Ba'amana differently. As follows. It says, Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, Shazar Puzzle, Puzzle. Happens to be that when a Kohen Gadol cohabits with Nalmana, it's true that she gets Usher, but also the Zera becomes puzzle, and it's therefore Puzzle the woman. And it is for that reason that the woman becomes puzzle because the zera is a halal, right? Because the zera becomes unfit to marry another coin, right? The offspring is going to be yasser. Therefore, af kolshes are a puzzle, posel, right? And therefore, according to Rabbi the woman, in the case of a union between a coin gadol and almana, the almana becomes puzzle not because she did an avera. She becomes puzzle because she has a puzzle child, a halal. And without a puzzle child, if the, if the relationship would not Elicit a puzzle child, she would not become puzzle. What would be a situation where it would be an illicit relationship that doesn't become a puzzle child? Well, what's such a scenario? That's exactly the scenario. Says the Gemara. Lafuke Mitzrashani chains are a puzzle, right? We know that a second generation Mitzri is an illicit relationship, and yet the child is not puzzle because the child, by definition, is a third generation. So if the child isn't puzzled, maybe the woman wouldn't become puzzled. That's what Biosi's Shita is, right? The Amar Kra, how do we know that the third generation does not become puzzled? Because the Pasuk actually says, Bani Mashi, Valdulem, Dor Shlishi, Avolem, Bikal Hashem. Yeah. We have a straight up, often a Pasuk, as they say, right, in Dvaran Perikoth Gimel, that it's the third generation that can already come love of Bakal. Therefore, the second generation is Asr, but the third generation is not puzzled. And therefore, that union, albeit illicit, does not generate a usher child and it therefore will not puzzle the woman who's in that union. Ah, very nice. Okay, so now we know the difference between Tanakama and Rabbi However, Rabbi and Shem and Gamliel really sound the same, says the Gemara. What's the difference between them? Rabbi and Gamliel, again, let's review. If you can marry the daughter, if it's good enough for the daughter, it's good enough for the mom. But if the daughter is not going to be puzzled, the that Almanaso, then the woman is not going to be allowed to be married. Well, that really sounds a lot like Rabiosi, right? Rabiosi said that it has to do with the offspring. Well, that's what Rashim Gamliel is saying, right? So the Gemara asks, My Ikibin Rabiosi, the Rashim Gamliel. Says the Gemara, Amar Ula, Ger Ammonim Avi Ikibin now. There the difference is Ger Ammonim Avi. We'll say it outside. <laughs> the difference in the case of, right, the difference in the case of the Mitzri is that the third generation. So that's easy to understand, Tanakam and Rabiosi, because there it applies both to male and women. However, 
the Amoni Miavi, that does not apply equally to men and women. And so now let's look at this. Says the Gemara. And again, just like we said by Rabbi Yossi and the Tanakhama, we say too the same by Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, that the paradigm is Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, it's just that they learn that paradigm differently. The Rabbi Yossi, Savar Ki Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, Rabbi Yossi learns the paradigm as follows. Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana, Shazar Apostle Uposel, just like when a Kohen Gadol has an illicit relationship with an Amana, and the Zerah becomes Pasel, right? He renders the woman Pasel. This is what we said before. Af Kol Shazaro Pasel Pasel. So too, anyone where the relationship is going to be Pasel will, rela- will make the woman Pasel. That's what Rabbi Yossi said. So what is Rabbi Shimon Gamliel adding? It says the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel could go in Gadol Also, that's the paradigm. As follows. Ma Kohen Gadol Ba'amana Shekol Shazaro Pasel Af Kol Shekol Oh, there you go. There's an extra letter, kol. So let's read it again. Ma koin gadol ba'amana shekol zaro posel. Af kol shekol zaro posel. Afilu nekevos. Right? That the case would have to be, right, that any you, any product of a union with the, right, koin gadol ni'amana would have to be posel. And it is only those that's going to make the woman posel. La fuke, says the Gemara, ger avi. Right? If you have a convert, that is from the nation of Amun Amav, the Nekevos Hava Kesheros where unlike the males of such a union, the women are allowed. The Amar Mar, because he said, Amoini Velo Amoinis, Moavi Velo Moavis, right? The Pasuk explicitly says, Lo Yava Amoni Umaavi Bekalashem. Well, guess what? Amoni and Moavi are males, right? And so, right, Shmuel and Avi said, this refers specifically to the males, not to the females. So since that's the case, if such a Geramoni Moavi were to have, right, um, uh, if they were to have a female offspring, that offspring would not be also Lava Bukal. And in that sense, they would be unlike a Kohen Gadol and Almana, right? Because a Kohen Gadol Almana is always going to be both male and females, also Lava Bukal. And it's for that reason that the Geramoni Moavi, if, if the woman was with such a convert, would not indeed be possible. She wouldn't become puzzle, even though she's not so. So again, the woman, what's going on? The woman, okay, had an illicit relationship because the, uh, the ammonium avi convert is by definition a, a male in this, in this case, right? So you have a, a straw woman with an ammonium avi as a male. That's an illicit union. But if they have a daughter, okay, so then that daughter is going to be Motulava Bakal because the worst she could be is an ammonium av and the females from Amun Moav are allowed Lava Bakal. So, so you see what happens? If she has a son, she's going to become potentially Puzzle, but she's not, because if she had had a daughter, then she wouldn't be Puzzle, because the daughter isn't going to be Puzzle. And it's that, that's the point of our mission after all is said and done. That's what Rava says. Isn't that unbelievable? Okay. So, Amar of Chista, Hakol Moedin Belmana Isa Shibsula Kahuna. Okay, so now Rav Chista says that everyone agrees. What? All the Tanaim in our Brisa, the Tanakama, or Biosi, or Shem Gamliel, they're all going to agree that if you have an Almanas Isa, what's an Almanas Isa? Well, that's called an Almana from a possible Chalal. Isa is always confusion, right? It's a big me- it's a mess. We don't know, right, where the lineage is. Therefore, you should marry Cohen, right? Everybody would agree that if you don't know what's going on, you shouldn't marry Cohen. Man, make a Bahani tonight. Because who's the most makel here? Well, that's Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. We already know. 
Right, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is going to say that even Amon Moabi can marry. He's the most makel. And still, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is going to say that if you don't know where, who, you know, what the lineage of the, of the, of the man is, that it's not, it's not going to work, right? Right? And again, we're just reiterating Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's position. That he says, anyone whose daughter you're permitted to marry, you can marry his widow. Conversely, if you can't marry the daughter, you can't marry the widow. And who is he excluding? Right, so according to Rav Shimon Gamliel, who's the most male and is going to let you go with the Amun Moav, and you guys say that you're not going to become puzzle uh, if you're a woman that cohabits with an Amun Moav, still, right, because of the fact that there's a possibility that you'd have a female child, in which case she would be Mutalava Bakal, but that is still going to have some exclusion where the woman cannot marry and that is or cohabit with, and that would be an almanas isa shipsulakahuna, right? The widow of a person who where we don't know at all what his lineage is, certainly that daughter is going to be unfit to a coin, and therefore, right, she should also be unfit to cohabit with a coin. Okay. Now, what's the Khidish? Says the Gamarla Fukumidahane Tanai of Khista uh sounds like he's just like like they say Magilita at America. Let's just say in Israel, he didn't reinvent the wheel. He, you know, he didn't uh, discover America. That's what he said in Israel. Like he's telling us something that should be obvious. So the Gemara, no, no, no. He's excluding a, a, a Tanaic statement from a Mishnah, right? The Tanan, Lafukim Tanai, the Tanai, the Tanan, Hey, Rabbi Shuv, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi right? This is the Mishnah, right? That we learned in Adios. That's why it says Hey, Id, right? They testified. That's the language that you see in Adios because it was that fateful day. Where they all came and gave testimony on the stuff that they learned. What was the testimony? Right, that a wit almana. Now this is uh, we're going to have a wild lushan over here. Almanas isa shikshera lekahuna. So again, this Rabbi Shuvah Yehuda B'Seira. This is what Shimon Gamliel is trying to uh, exclude because there was uh, some sort of Tanaic right record uh, halacha under record that if in fact a woman is in fact, uh, is a widow of a person with uncertain status of a halal, basically, as Rashi points out. He's, it's unclear whether her husband is halal or not, that she is in fact permitted to marry a coin, even though her deceased husband may have been a halal. Wow. Why is that true? Says the Gemara, my taima. Uh, okay, so in other words, we have our three-way machlokas to teach you that that's not true. That it's not true that if the, if the husband was a suffolk halal, that she could remarry. But there was, in fact, somebody who said that she could. In my time, what was the reason that Rabbi Yeshua said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda say that she could? They have a sfek sfeka. Sfek sfeka lakula. Wow, we go with this woman lakula because the fact that she was married to this halal is a sfek sfeka. Sfek Sveka, how is it a Sfek Sveka? It's just one suffix. It's a suffix whether he was kosher or halal. What are you talking about? So Tosfos has a whole thing, like maybe we don't know which one she married, and then once we don't know whether she, which one she married, she don't know he's a halal. Tosfos tries to use a, the, the classic language of Sfek Sveka. Sfek Sveka, in the classical sense, in the almost every other case, means that you have two different doubts, right? You don't know, right? So that's where the two suffix comes, the Sfek Sveka. You have a doubt whether... This person is the, whatever, you have a doubt about who this person is, and then you have a doubt whether, if you know where the person is, whether he was a halal or not. That would be a sveik sveika. And sveik sveika, we say lakula. We're not going to get into like shev shmeisa and all the lumdas and the rishonim and achronim about how and why a double doubt 
creates a situation where normally when you have a da'oraisa and you have a suffake, you have a suffake da'oraisa le'chumra, right? And you, in a case of doubt, better err on the side of caution. But if you have a double doubt, then you could err not on the side of caution. You could be makil, as it were. Well, this is not a classic sekseka necessarily. Tosfos tries to create how it is. Rashi says a different thing. Rashi says sekseka, it's a secondary doubt. A secondary doubt, why? Because the doubt is not on the woman herself, but the doubt is on her husband. So it's like doubt by association. And so he uses a very, very atypical, right, application of the, of the phrase sekseka, to mean like it's not really her suffix, it's his suffix, and therefore like she shouldn't be so tainted by the fact that he's a suffix halal that it should affect her going forward once she's widowed from him. Right? It was a fascinating application of sexfeka. You saw it here first, okay? Therefore, and, and, and because it's only a suffix by association, it is for that reason that we go to the Kula. That's Shitas Rashi. Fancy Machlokas, Andrew. The fancy Machlokas Rashi Tosfos. It's 558. We have plenty of time. You want to go into it for another, like, 15 minutes and then go? Or do you want to just go on? <laughs> okay. I don't know why I'm picking on him. I'm going to miss you so much. Okay. Let's just forgive him. Come give him. Vadan Vadan Mutter. Okay. Let's go to the next case in the Mishnah. So, Rebeliezer, though, said, obviously, Vadan Vadan Mutter. Again, you could be possible. Uh, and you can't be, you can't be uh, Boba Bacal, right? You can't marry a Jew. But as long, the issue is if you're a Suffolk, so then you don't know. And who are you going to marry? If you're a Vada'i Mamzer, then you can marry another Vada'i Mamzer. <coughs> That's good. So you don't marav. So it's going to marry a over the Ezer. Yeah. Lachat is indeed like over the Ezer, right? Um, that if we know that you're also Lava Bacal, you can marry each other. Okay. However, when I. Uh, repeated this in front of Shmuel, says I'm a Rabbi Demarav, or Rabbi Huda. Uh, he said to me, I don't know about that. Hmm. You know, we had a Mishnah called Asar Yuchsin. In fact, that's the name of our parak, And that was the first Mishnah. And we said all of these like mixed bag of nuts, the motley crew that came from Bavel were allowed to marry each other. Right, so in those cases, we have all the Asara Yuchsin, all the genealogical classes, and it sounds like they're all allowed to marry each other, and it sounds like even if there's a state of Suffolk, that's the point, right? Uh, well, if that's the case, so then that would be, so then that would be against Rebbe Yezer, right? Because in the Asara Yuchsin, we have the Shtuki and the Asufi, which you mentioned yesterday. If you have a foundling or you don't know who the father is, you don't know who either parents are, so we have a real state of Suffolk there. And yet, Hillel held, sounded like he held that they're allowed to marry each other. So what are you going to say? You're going to say the Lacha is not like Hillel? You're going to say instead of like Hillel, it's like Rabbi Yezer, where we have to really know what the case is, who the parents are, and what their deal is lineologically? So that is, that was what, uh, so, so some people say Lacha is like Rabbi Yezer, some people are not so sure. They, they don't want to go against Beis Hillel. Okay. So that's the We have a bigger, well, not a bigger, but we have another problem. Because we just said that Rav said the Lachas like Rabbi Yezer. Well, and then we said that Shmuel disagreed and he, and he sided with the mission of Asar Yuchsin, that the Lachas is not like Rabbi Yezer. Uh-oh. So it sounds like Rav says that it has to be Vadai Vadai, and Shmuel said it could be Suffolk Suffolk. So on top of the fact that, you know, we don't know who to paskin like, we also have internal contradictions within Rav and Shmuel as follows. To Itmar. Because we have the following... Uh, uh, tradition or whatever, the following statement. Arusa Sheibra. What's in Arusa Sheibra? Rashi. 
Yeah. When in, right, they, they have this, uh, you heard about the Brituna, where, you know, at a certain point, the engaged woman, the Mekodesha, she doesn't have Nisuin yet, but she's, preg- she's so pregnant, she's so far along in her pregnancy, that uh, they decide, you know what, we'll save money on the party, and we'll just have the Brit and the Chatuna together, and they call it a Brituna. So they are actually going to be a joint party, right? So what happens? You had a woman who is not yet in Nisua, and yet she's clearly with child. So what is going to be the status of that child? So it's Machlokas Rav Shmuel. Rav Amar Havlad Mamzer. Why would the Vlad be Mamzer? Andrew. Obviously, the way you're supposed to do it is get engaged, have Kiddushin, and then have Nisuin, and then you could be with child, and then build a bias and then be Israel. Okay. Once you've already gone, stepped out of the rules, and now you're with child during your engagement, so now we have a question. Is the, who's the father? Is it the chasen or is it somebody else? Because already we're out of the rules. So, Rav Amar Vlad Mamzer. Rav says we can't have any assumption who the father is. Shavuil Amar Vlad Shtuki. Shavuil said no. He's not a vadai Mamzer. It's just a state of suffix. Oh, wow. No, the Rav is willing to say that the, the, the child is definitely Mamzer. Don't forget. Chas v'shalom, right? Uh, she's an ashes ish. She's mekudeshes, right? So the child of, of an adulterous union is certainly going to be a Mamzer, okay? According to all the deos. Anyway, Rav Amar Vlad Mamzer Mamzeris. So Rav is going to say, again, you have a woman shows up with child. We don't know who the dad is. We're, Rav is so convinced that the child is a Mamzer that he lets her marry Mamzeris. However, Shmuel says that this is a case of Suffolk. A case of Suffolk cannot marry Mamzeris. Well, whoa. Shmuel, I thought, agreed with Asari Yuchsin, who is going to say that they can marry each other if there's a Suffolk. And Rav is the one that wanted to decide with Rebbe Leezer who needed to have it uh, obvious to, to, without any question. So it ter- falls out that that analysis of the case of the Arusa Sheibra is in fact runs contradictory to their analysis of this Yichus issue. Rav and Shmuel are contradicting each other. Says the Gemara, Epoch. Yeah, you're right. This last Machlokas, we read it the wrong way. Rav Amar Vlad Shtuki, Shmuel Amar Vlad Mamza, yeah. It, they should be consistent with themselves. So Shmuel should be the one that says that the Vlad is, mom, is a Mamzer, right? Uh, like Asar Yuchsin, like our, like our first Mishnah in the Perak. And Ravid says that the Vlad is Shtuki, that in fact he is a, uh, that, that he is a Shtuki, and therefore he should not be a, marry a Mamzer, right? Because he's a Suffolk, and only a Vlad should marry a like Rabbi Yezer. So now, if that's the case, then now we're learning the same thing just over again. Now everything is redundant, Rav and Shmuel. So says the Gemara, Tarti Lamali, why do we have to have two records of the same exact machlokas. As the Gemara, if you, let's say, only mentioned it in the case of Rabbi Eliezer and the Shtuki and the Mamzeres, so then you say, well, there is where the Rav is going to say that the offspring can, is also to marry a Mamzeres. Why? Because the mother of a Shtuki, right, is a Pnuya, and the majority of men are not going to create a Psul by a Pnuya, right? Because you're allowed to, uh, I mean, Allowed to. If you cohabit with a Pnuya, the only way that the child would, would be a Mamzer is if, like, you yourself were a Mamzer. That's not usually the case. Aval Hasam, but certainly the case of an Arusa, the Rov Psulametzla. Well, when there's Arusa, there's only one guy that's not going to create a Psul. Everyone else, she's an Ashish Ish. So there's certainly, right, Rav is going to agree, Ema Bodila Shmuel. Rav is there going to concede to Shmuel that that child is almost for sure a Mamzer, is permitted to marry a Mamzer. That's on one side. Be'id Mabahach. Right? 
But if Robert only expressed his, his, his opinion that the Vlad is Mamzer in the case of the woman's Aruso, then you would say, Bahakama Rav, maybe only there does he think that the child is Shtuki and shouldn't marry a Mamzeris. Because there, only there, he could say, you know what? I know that we don't know who the father is, but come on, man, it's most likely the, the, the chassan. We saw that they, you know, there was a reason why they wanted to get married right after they got engaged. We told you not to have a long engagement, but we know what's going on here. We don't, we're not, it's not like this came out of the left field. But in the first machlokas, maybe there, Rav would concede to Shmuel that since this is a pluya, and since it's a pluya, this could have come out of anywhere, so there maybe you would agree that indeed the, Child is of dubious lineage and tzricha. Therefore, you have to have both disputes to teach you that, amazingly, as different as the cases are, they truly are a different, Barry. A single girl shows up pregnant is very different than an engaged girl showing up pregnant. And yet, the halacha of whether you treat the child as a suffolk or a vada imam there, run, between Rav and Shmuel, actually runs consistent in both cases, which is actually amazing, right? They, could, they agree with themselves about the lineage of this child, even in those two actually extremely different cases, Okay. As similar as those cases are, they're quite different, and yet they still stay consistent with their own shita. Wait, that's one way of resolving this whole thing, that it's really you switch the shitas and then everything's consistent. But maybe you could even keep it not switched. So what does Rav mean when he says the mamzer? He says, Lav mamzeres Israel. He doesn't mean that he's allowed to marry mamzeres. He doesn't mean, in other words, maybe you could switch the shitas but they don't really mean mamzer, mamzer in the technical term. That like he can, he's like a real full-fledged mamzer, like he can marry mamzeres. That's a little, <laughs> he's just calling him like a mamzer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like a mamzer, like you wouldn't marry him off to your daughter. Right? In other words, he's really, right? He's really of dubious lineage is what we're trying to say. But we're not trying to say he's like an actual literal mamzer. You know, you know this pet peeve of mine, Barry, that, that, that in, Today's generation to say, he's like literally a mom's there. But we don't say literally, we mean figuratively, right? But here we mean literally, literally. Like he's literally a mom's there. Okay. Why, isn't it ironic that you say, when you say literally, you mean figuratively, let's keep our terms straight. So again, we say mom's there, but we don't mean it literally. Shmuel Amar Havlad Shtuki. Shmuel saying that he's Shtuki, the Asabibas Yisrael. Right? When Shmuel said that he's a Shtuki, he didn't mean to say that. He can't marry Mamzeris. He just meant that he can't marry a regular Basi Israel. So again, their terms are a little looser than you thought. So wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. But if Shmuel is saying that he's a Shtuki and he's not really a Mamzer, he's just a Suffolk. And Rav is saying that when he says the Mamzer, that he's not really a Mamzer, he's just a Suffolk. So then he hachi, I knew the Rav. So aren't, then they're both saying the same thing. So they're both being non-literal and they're just saying he's tainted. So the Gemara, Lamai Shtuki Shemishatkin Kahuna. Now he's taking it in a different direction. What, what does Shmuel mean when he uses the Lushan Shtuki? He means, don't push it. <laughs> they say he's Shtuki, so he's like, he's like, oh, I'm a Shtuki? I'm not a Mamzer? Can I please marry a Bas Cohen? It's like, hey, pal, don't push it. You might not be considered a Mamzer to the point where we like, actually call you Mamzer. And, you know, and when we call you up to the Torah, Yamod HaMamzer, you know, like it's not going to be like official. But like to marry Baskar, not Kadekach, we're not we're not letting you do that. So that's the Shtuki. It doesn't mean Shtuki, don't tell us who your dad is because we don't know the lineage. We're saying don't 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 try to overstate how kosher you are. So this is my Pshita. That's obvious. Yeah, of course. A Shtuki, we forbid him to marry a, a, a you know when we silence him, we don't even want him to marry a regular, right? 
uh, Israelite girl. So what? Uh, obviously, Kahuna, we're not going to let him marry. Says the Gemara, no, let, let's just read, the, let's just define a little finer. It must be a different case. In other words, he's saying, hey, he's showing up to the meeting where they're dividing the estate after the father dies, and he's like, you know, I'm entitled. And it's like, you know what? Easy, easy with the you're entitled. We all know that we don't know who your father is. So the Gemara says, Pshita, that's also obvious. Why should he be able to get any of the estate? Who even knows who his father is? He sh- of course he doesn't get the estate. He, the, the other siblings are going to kick him out of that meeting in two seconds. So the Gemara, it has to be that he already got the money. So already we're going to get into Babakama, right? Possession is nine-tenths of the law, isn't it, Andrew? Once he has some of the money, right, so then now, you're going to, now the burden of proof is going to be to take it out uh, from him. And Shmuel will rule that even in such a case, he's forced to return. So that's already a chiddush. That even if he already got the money, uh, we're going to silence him for his claim that his father that he was a true heir to his father. Fine. Be by seima, or there's another way of saying it. Again, so Shmuel might have meant shtuki, not literally. He might have meant it shtuki with respect to Kihuna, He might have meant it with respect to his father's nechasim, or he might have actually meant beduki. We already said that. Shmuel said beduki. Oh, Baduki means right? Maybe what Shmuel is alluding to is the halacha that we had said that we ask the ma, the mom whether he's kosher if the mother is in fact testifying that she that the husband that she cohabited with was kosher, then she's indeed believed, and it is for that reason that he's kosher because his mother vouched for his father's lineage. Come on, and who is that like? Oh, now we have a, a beautiful cut and paste. Uh, that we just learned for your dafiomi pleasure, ksubis yud gimel karam gamliel. That machlok that we had uh, because because karam gamliel in the mishnah. The Shmuel chad zimna kashmuel had already said once that the halacha is like Rabbi gamliel, right? So that's what he's referring to here when he says stuki. It's not because we learned in mishnah ksubis yud gimel. Heisim we bearetz from lamativa shilubazeh. We already learned this a couple of days ago. A woman is, is pregnant and we say who's the dad. And she said, ah, oh, from a very very uh, renowned kohen. Rabbi gamliel Rabbi lezer omrim menes. Said we believe her. said we do not believe her. said the name of Shmuel. We hold like Rabbi Gamliel, and therefore she's Nemenes. And therefore, when he says Stuki, he means Biduki. He's referencing that mission in Ksubis Yud Gimel. And then now, of course, we have to ask if that's the case. So why are we learning it again? Because we already know it from Ksubis Yud Gimel, to which the Gemara says Tzricha. We still need this statement and that Mishnah in Yud Gimel, the Imo Hasam, because if you only learn Mishnah Ksubis, have I mean Hasam Rav Ksheir Mitzlah. Yeah, that case was the, again, same idea they said before. If a woman who's a Pnuya shows up, so it would have to be like a real weird case of a mom's there for her son or whatever. In other words, an unfit man is less common, right? It's most likely somebody from town. And therefore, since Rav Kshem Etzla, you would assume that the child is fit. But of course, where you have, right, a Mekudeshes, so then everyone except for her chasm would be puzzled, and you might think that the halacha is different. Ema lo tzricha is therefore quite a novel idea to say that despite the fact that she's with child uh, during her um, right engagement or her mikudeshes when everyone else where she's an ashes ish to everyone but her chasm. So in those cases, right, the case you would think would be much different. The answer is it's not different. That the woman is still amazingly believed to say that the baal to, to testify as to the kashras of the boel. Wow. Okay, now, four lines up, Tanya. So Rabbi Yezer says that the Kusim can't marry each other. My time, why can't Kusim marry each other? Right, because, the, because here's the following idea. It's an amazing idea. 
Akusi, right, had the dubious, con- they were gay rarias, right? The dubious conversion. We didn't know if there was a real conversion or not. We may treat him like a non-Jew. But after 10 years of being like mixed into the congregation, we said, okay, fine. We'll treat him like a regular uh, convert and like a Jew. That's what we learned in the Bryce of the Tanya. We, the Bryce says, Ger, Ad, Asaradoros, Mutabim, Mamzeres. So we say a ger is going to be mutabim mazeres for ten generations. After that, not. That means the stigma comes off. Until the stigma comes off, irrespective of how many generations it takes. You know, these things eventually get diluted. How long? Like, it depends how long it takes for the stigma to come off. So I'm like, bye, me dummy. Wait, what's the ger? Hasam ger yashan mamzer chadasha. So we tried to compare the kusi to an actual ger. Wow. And a ger yashan. That he's mutabim amzeres. Well, okay. First of all, that's only if you hold like the shita that's controversial that a ger is mutabim amzeres in the first place, right? So the point is, even if you hold that a convert can marry mamzeres, that's only for the first gener- ten generations. Once everybody knows that you're like a kosher Jewish family, then you can no longer marry mamzeres. But what? That's re- that's like a kusis. How do you compare those two cases? Hasam ger yashan mamzeres chadasha. In the case of a ger yashan, so the stigma has already fallen off. But the Mamzeris, we know. She's in front of us. She's a fresh new Mamzeris. So Ami Baris Ro, the Kanasa Mamzeris. So there people see the marriage are going to think the reason why it's us, sir, is going to say what? A, a regular Israel can marry Mamzeris? Of course you can no longer do that. And it's for that reason that they can't marry Mamzeris after the stigma's worn off. It's not for the reason you thought that, oh, we're already accepting you. It's because we don't want to give the mistaken notion that Israel can marry Mamzeris. However, hacha that however, here in the case of the Kusim, right, uh, What's good for one kusi is good for the other. It's both. We know that they both have the status of a kusi. So therefore, we don't have any misconceived notion that the Yisrael might be marrying her. So this is how Rav Dimi explained the whole halacha when he came to both merits Yisrael. As we turn to Ayin Ham and Beis, Rabbi Shmuel, Savar like Rabbi Kiva. He said Rabbi Shmuel holds in this matter like Rabbi Kiva. How so? As follows: Right? You you do a uh, mashup of two shitas. Rabbi Lazar held like Rabbi Shmuel. He held the kusim Arias, which means that they were not good gerim. Right? They were considered not Jewish. Right? Rabbi Shmuel suffered like Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva held like and Rabbi Shmuel rather held like Rabbi Kiva. Damar Ovid Kacham Be'Evet Abal Bas Yisrael Vlad Mamzer. Right? So in other words, if you hold like Rabbi Shmuel held like Rabbi Kiva, who we already said the kid is right a Mamzer. Right? And Ovid Kachavim, Right? And an Eved, that's, that those are Isurim, right? It's an Isurlav, and yet when they're Baal, Bas Yisrael, the Vlad is a Mamzer, okay, right? So again, the, Vlad, the kid is either going to be a Mamzer or not Jewish, depending if the Kusi was, was right, uh, depending whether the Kusi was the mother or father, and then the two can't marry. In other words, we don't know. All these people are getting married, right? These Kusim. <laughs> but we don't know. Right, whether they're a mamzer or not. So if you say that, in fact, any Yisraelav is a mamzer, and you're going to say that the kusim are gerim, right, so then you put it together, and that's how you know that these two cannot marry. That's the point. Wait, but is that really true that Rishmael holds like Rabbi Kiva, that every Yisraelav makes a mamzer? How do we know that, right, non Jew or an Evid, that, that, that uh, Pasel Kohenes uh, and Levi of Bas Yisrael, like a Jewish girl, Shenema Bas Kohen Kitiel Mano Gusha Vezera Ein La. The pasuk literally says that Bas Kohen, right, if she would become a widow or divorced, and she has no children, she could eat truma. 
So says the Gemara, Mishi Yesh Lo Almanus Vegerishin. The pasuk says that the zera ein la is associated with a woman who could become an almana and grusha. Well, what, guess what? If she was married to shegitz, that's not really marriage because almana and grusha don't marry to them because kiddushin don't apply to them. So, so therefore, right? So, so therefore, that is the source that she can't marry. So, it's only if you have the puzzle, if you only if you have an almana or a grusha. Does, is there an issue of the psul zera? That's not like Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Akiva would say that even, again, Rabbi Akiva would say that an Evet Kachavim or a guy, that's an Isser, and therefore the, the zera would be Pasul. But the Pasuk makes it sound like you would have to be eligible to be an Almana or a Grusha for the zera to be Pasul. Well, you're only eligible to be an Almana or a Grusha if the union actually took hold. Right, but the, there is no such thing as a union with an Ovik Kachavim and a Ger. So therefore, they disagree with Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara, Bisak Adaytach Savalak Rabbi Akiva. So if you hold, the Gemara just spells it out that you hold like Rabbi Akiva. Hashem Mamzer Havi Mifsul Biviyosim Ibai. Right now that the offspring is a Mamzer, do you have to learn this pasuk? You don't. Right, Mifsul Biviyosim. The fact that you're rendered puzzle by cohabitation, you don't need to learn. We already derived that right uh, from the pasuk. So says the Gemara, El Rabbi Lazar, Has to be that the two Shitos are not connected. Right? We tried to say it's connected, it's not. So he held like Rabbi Shmal, that Kusim in fact Gere Arias, and the conversion was not uh, uh, valid. However, he does hold like Rabbi Kiva, the Vlad is indeed in Mamzer if the Evid is Ba'al Ovid Kachavim. Is that really true? This is Yevamasid Gimel, where they had a machlokas, whether an erva uh, is, is going to, uh, right? In other words, if the tsara is, is an erva, is that going to mean that the tsara, the other tsara, the other co wife, cannot do yibum? So that was a machlokas in Yevamasid Gimel. Right, but even though they argued about that, but they still agreed that the mamzer, Rabbi Lazar is going to say explicitly in the brisa, only uh, comes from a, tra- a transgression that's punishable by kares. So now the Gemara concludes. We're just attributing who we're talking about. This is in fact a three-year machlokas, three opinions matters of the kusim and the kohanim as mentioned in the Pesukim. And so I leave you off 10 lines up from the bottom of Ein Hei Amad Beis, and Bezat Hashem, we should have Yeshuas and Brachos for Klal Yisrael.